Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to On Your Mental. This is the podcast that shares candid, open, and sometimes vulnerable conversations between and about men. This week's episode, we're talking about friendship, the values of friendship, and how friendships kind of change, and why a friendship may end. And we're bringing back a big requested guest, Jeff Yu. Uh, Jeff is bringing his friend Gloria. They've been friends for over 20 years, and we're kind of talking about our own experience between Kabir and I's friendship. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. It was a great conversation for us, and it's left me with a lot to reflect on, but we'll see you in a minute when the episode starts. Peace. I remember why. I don't know if you have a different story as to why. We no, why is this, is this a joke or? No, I'm being dead serious. Okay. I didn't, I don't know. So we're in Wait, different years. Is, is this going to, is this something you're supposed to get into on the podcast? Cause I don't want to like. Oh no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm this recording. Might be the intro. I'm, I'm this, recording this might right be now. The intro. So if you yeah. listen, if you listen to the podcast, oh my God. <laughs> you, can, you can hear how like I'm each episode, the number of times you make that same joke. It's a good joke. We are That's currently not... up till four. Okay. All right. I'm glad you're counting. Um, actually, She's my friend. You know what? Before we start, yes. um, I'll, I'll start with just saying welcome to the podcast, Gloria. Thank um, you. And welcome back, Jeff. Gloria and Jeff, y'all are friends. Jeff was telling me y'all been friends for like 20 plus years. Does that sound about right? years. No shit. We've known each other longer than we haven't known each other. That's scary. That's a weird idea. Yeah, like that's, Mm. I started like, because you, I think you mentioned in your other part, you're you're turning 26 or you're turning? Turning 26 this year. You're turning 26. So everyone that you knew since grade eight that you're still friends with, Mm -hmm. that's the turning point because you would have known them longer than you have not known them. No shit. That's the, yeah, that's the halfway mark, right? Of now you've known each other for like at least half your lives is the 26 year mark. That's so weird. It's great. Age yeah. yeah. Well, I started great at 12 because, you know. Showing off over here. Yeah. He does have, he uh. does have the latest birthday of, of all our, yeah. our friends. It's, it's funny you say that because we are friends because we were in the incentive program. So the oh. smart. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Oh, Why? Okay. No, no. God, I hate, oh, I hate explaining. So incent- no, but in, in grade eight, we had every single class together yeah. when you had every single class together and we went to i don't we don't need to talk, the high school that we went to right mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like uh like you know like four classes for every it was like eight classes year round mm. so watch swatch like every single fucking day for a full year and then sure. onwards for more too. Than that, yeah. For more than that, because in grade nine and ten it was like half a class or whatever. That's, uh-huh. that's and I weird. guess the incentive program in regular other schools would just be called the advanced placement program. Like yeah, 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 yeah. AP, say that word, AP. people are like, "What the hell is incentive?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. incentive. Yeah, mm. I didn't do incentive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, you, you didn't miss out on anything. <laughs> um, Welcome back to On Your Mental. We have two big brain guests. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer, yeah. right? Yeah, philosopher. Um, <laughs> before then, like I was gonna share a story about how Sorry. we ended up being <laughs> yes. friends. No, but like since we're talking about it, anyways, um, Gloria, you practice law. Jeff, you practice being a dick. I'm <laughs> Jeff's practice being uh, a smart ass. Practice. I'm very good at that. Ten thousand hours, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> mastered. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, Gloria? Since Jeff has been on the podcast before, um, Jeff, you have a education background in philosophy. English and psychology. You have three bachelor's degrees and those yes. things. You talk good, I well. Talk good. Um, and then Gloria herself, what kind of law do you practice for the people who are going to be listening? Just so they know a little bit about you. Oh, okay, you know? okay. 
Uh, I practice real, commercial real estate. Uh, currently, I work as an in-house counsel for one of Canada's largest landlords. Mm. Not working for the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I would like to say that maybe, the, the, and I think this is a fact that not a lot of people know, but mm. a lot of commercial real estate around the world is actually owned by pension funds. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, mm. and so... Uh, when you're thinking of, you know, big bad landlords, I mean, in some ways, you know, that's an inescapable and an inevitable mm-hmm. sort of comparison. Um, but for commercial real estate, your malls and your offices and whatnot, a lot of it is going towards paying pension funds for like unions. So, for example, my company is owned by the teachers union mm. in Ontario. So I didn't know this. Yeah. So like when we're com- when we're trying to collect rent and all those things, it's not going in the pockets of shareholders going in the pockets of retired teachers sure it makes it's what i tell myself to make myself feel a little yeah, bit yeah i, I literally do not know this about your work and i just thought you were just kind of evil yeah, the, <laughs> the corporate shill is what you thought i was yes <laughs> you have a heart of gold 20 plus years of friendship right there. Thank you. <laughs> anyways well thank you gloria for taking the time to come on the podcast i appreciate that especially on last minute notice as well i mean you were just told about this today yeah so thanks for coming Coming through for an old friend. Yeah, so sweet. Sure. But that fits because today we are talking about friendship and kind of the importance and value of friendship in people's lives, um, how that can affect who you are as a person a little bit too. We'll get into that. Uh, but Kabir and I, we've been friends since just after high school. And I remember how it started. I was jealous. There was another friend of ours who's been on the podcast, Troy, and he was hanging out with Kabir's age group. He was the only one out of our group of friends because I'm born 96, you're born 95, so you graduated a year before. Troy was the only one hanging out with these guys, and I was <laughs> super jealous that Troy got to hang out. And so I kept pressuring Troy to invite us to come one time. Oh, and yeah. finally, we got invited to come and hang out with you guys. It was at our Thompson Community Center Park, and we were just like in the parking lot bumming around, and we got to hang out for the first time. And ever since then, we all hung out more and more and more. And then we became, I think, better friends after that Mexico trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he remembers, you know, the the first time. Do you remember? <laughs> you remember our first kiss? <laughs> what is your first memory of Ruben? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I couldn't tell you. He pours his heart out. I was like, uh, <laughs> I guess that happened. <laughs> I, it's weird, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember high school you at all. Yeah. You know, it's just big guy walking through the halls. You know, like, who is this guy? To be fair, I don't have a terribly great memory. Yeah. <laughs> just I, in general. I, yeah, just mm. in... I, you know, I feel like I have, like, really random stuff. I have, like, good memory. But, like, I can't remember anything before grade five. Okay. That's very specific. <laughs> so, that sounds like something very traumatic <laughs> happened in grade no, five. No, there's nothing. <laughs> it's just a cutoff. <laughs> Blank. It is. It feels like it's blank. Every year he loses another yeah. year. Like, <laughs> next year is grade six. Next year, grade seven. Eventually he forgets how we met anybody. <laughs> Where are your core memories? Mm-hmm. I like maybe I just have so many great memories that the, the <laughs> yeah. mediocre ones are like filtering out. Yeah. Or like you just said that Ruben's memory of Ruben is up. You're hanging out in a... And you filtered it out. We're hanging out at a park apparently. <laughs> I will say though, as I've gotten older, sometimes I feel like my mind just runs out of room, frankly, yeah. mm. to remember all the things that has happened. Our, our friendship though is like changed quite a bit over time i think we've gotten much closer especially over the last few years for sure speaking yeah. for myself i don't know yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for for the audience though i mean yeah sure 20 years that's like a big number and when you and i jeff we were talking about like 
what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. Right. I had said like Kabir and I, we've been friends for a while. Our friend group for the most part have been friends with each other as early as like elementary school in some oh. cases. And so we always thought like, oh, wow, it's so special to have such a long friendship and stay friends all the way from high school into our adult life. And so clearly that's been the same experience for the two of you because it is it's rare to see that. Yes. You know, we talked about that mm-hmm. quite yes. a bit. When, yes. when we go on trips as well, mm. mostly recently because I think COVID really. Yeah. After COVID, um, I was sorry, before COVID, we were all, despite the fact that our it's our core group and mm. we'd always still hang out, it wouldn't be as often because everybody still had their own um, branched off you know, lives essentially and other friends. But when we were forced to choose our bubbles mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. it just very naturally became that like we were all each other's bubbles. It's, it's funny you bring that up because I weirdly enough, because of COVID and we had to choose our group of six or whatever, it really reinforced the idea is who do I actually want to spend time with? Mm. And and I feel like for everyone listening here, think about it yourself. Who were you stuck with? Who do you choose to be stuck with during this whole six person bubble thing? Who can you tolerate? You can tolerate for right? potentially you know months on end, right? So mm-hmm. at the start of the pandemic, you were forced to kind of choose. Jamar talked about that last week where it was like you you started to think like, okay, who am I spending my time with? Why am I spending my time with them? Why do I want to? Uh, so that kind of leads into the the first question I wanted to ask all of us and ask kind of like where you value friendship in your life. Like what is the value you place on it? What do you, like do you need friendship? Are you someone who has always gravitated towards This would be friendship? a good time to bring up my uh, good friend, Aristotle. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there because I think Aristotle puts it very eloquently, Mm. which he thinks we have friends for one of three reasons. Friendships out of utility, Mm. friendships out of pleasure, and friendships out of goodness. Hmm. So if you had to sort of think about your friendship groups, are you friends with them because the person is useful in some way? Um, and, you know, that doesn't have to be a negative thing. You're not, like, using them necessarily. But you can think of, like, a, I mean, when we were going to the office, someone you, like, carpooled with, right? That's mm. a friendship out of utility. It's not like you didn't like them or whatever, but you became friends out of a useful purpose, right? I get what you're saying. So you're not saying that you're friends with them because they carpool with you. You started carpooling with them, and now you are friends, but the thing that started the friendship. Yes and no. Yes yeah. and no. <laughs> I'm just using it as a positive example, but there are friendships out of utility, right? And I think maybe in, for friendships out of utility, it's less of a focus on the cause of like w- whether right. it's the friendship that comes first or the utility that comes first, it's just that it's a, a bit of a holistic mm. um, foundation for how that friendship arose. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is friendships out of pleasure. And th- I, had, I I was thinking about this because I was reading up on this. I don't just pull the shit out of my memory. Actually, I mm. read shit. I had uh, I remember a group of friends I had in my early twenties. They were my clubbing friends. Mm. We literally only saw each other when we went out and partied. Yeah, your party friends. Yeah, mm. and it's like those are out of pleasure because it's fun being with them. But if they, I remember after like a year of this, I went to like a birthday party. It was earlier, and then one guy literally said, "I have never seen you sober." <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> you are so quiet and different. It's like, yeah, that's just mm. who I am. And it was inter- interesting because we probably do have friends out of pleasure. And then what Aristotle calls the best type of friendship, which is the friendship of goodness. And the goodness that he speaks about is making each other better people. Mm. So, you know, he states that, and I think we should all agree that all the friendships, the true friendships that we should have are the friendships that make us better people. Not just a one-sided, but we make the other person a better person yeah. too. I think getting back to your question is sort of like 
your question was really about the value of friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know necessarily if you make me a better person. Where, where are you going with this? No, but, but now that I think about it, like in our friendship group, right? Obviously, we are the ones that constantly argue, but we debate and we debate in such a way where we respect each other. Yeah, that's true. And we, will, we try we to disagree each on a very large number of things. Hmm. But they're always, I think, wild spirited. And <laughs> and high volume. <laughs> if you can tell with the audio recording. on the car trip over to our uh, to our Nanaimo trip, the other people in the car is like, "Guys, yeah, shut the fuck up, please! You guys, shut the fuck up, please!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had three noise complaints since we started recording. It just comes in on my phone. We're never getting invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. But I feel like once again, it's the truest, and and I want everyone to think about you're like really, or people you consider really good friends. Do they make you a better person, mm-hmm. and vice versa? Do you make them a better person? And I think it's very fruitful to just have a conversation with those people. Be and I think it makes you appreciate those friendships more. Have a conversation? You mean about like where you think you stand in those in those three categories? You mean? No, I mean it can no. be. I mean, I like. No, you're not, no, you're not no, going no, up to your no. friends. So do no. you think we're a, a pleasure friend? Do you think we're, mm. No, but I, I maybe it's more along the the line of uh, when we argue over whatever it may be. I think the Nanaimo's trip was uh, the purpose behind having children and oh, yeah. versus the idea of the obligation of leaving behind the best world that we can leave them oh. in the context of like climate change and, and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Raw fuck. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm I'm on the side of duty. Anyways, we're, we're, we're not about sharing that. With, yeah, we're not yeah, no, no, no. Don't get me started on this. But Baby I do think hole. that you know we argue a lot, but it's it comes from the place of not only do we not walk away, um, you know, taking things personally, or uh, it doesn't chip away at the friendship, the fact mm-hmm. that we disagree, but it's more so that we challenge each other's perspectives and viewpoints, and sometimes it strengthens. Uh, your viewpoints mm-hmm. by having them challenged mm-hmm. so that you're thinking critically about what position you're taking. But also sometimes that might lead to you being persuaded because, mm-hmm. you know, the the other person whose opinion you respect and comes from a well thought out and critical point of view does actually then engage your critical thinking. And perhaps then you realize that you're wrong in some aspects. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, there's a lot of, you know, discourse about that being one of the most uh, beneficial parts of discussing like different viewpoints, right? Right, because today we're also entrenched in like I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, and a lot of ad hominem attacks and mm-hmm. ad hominem, that- ad hominem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I invited her because <laughs> she's smarter than me and it's right. nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. But I mean, sorry, and and just to wrap up real quick, yeah, uh, it's 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 really really useful mm-hmm. to have uh, not because it's utility. But because it is out of making each other better, better people. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Deeper thinkers, more critical of the world and our own viewpoints mm-hmm. and our own perspectives and being challenged. It's and, and coming from somebody who doesn't attack you for it. Right. Right. Get really loud sometimes. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not, not an attack. attack. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? So She's scary. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you would place yourselves then at that, that goodness level of yes, friendship. Absolutely. Then. I think we. we got to this point. Mm. I don't necessarily think that friendships all like immediately started that way, mm-hmm. right? Like what you were saying, we met and we were forced to be in, ch- yes. in each other's presence mm-hmm. right. for most of our high school years. And maybe that was a utility thing where uh, most of our, the... the It was useful to be our, friends. Our classmates yeah. were very 
studious. Mm. And we were the bad kids of the incentive program. We were the black sheep. Mm. <laughs> Didn't really fit in with the rest of the the class yeah i would say there's maybe like four or five of us in total who didn't right. fit in with that part of the class and um maybe that arose out of utility in the beginning and then for whatever reason over the years has then transformed into goodness do you think i'll, I'll ask in a second because i want to get back to like the idea of you changing because you said that you maybe grew into that idea of goodness before i do that i kind of want to ask you where do you think we're a, a goodness friendship <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Or do you think we're just we're strictly pleasure? Ah. <laughs> Podcast friend. Honestly, honestly, I haven't even like I haven't thought about it at like that deep of a level in my like in our friendships. When I think of friends, I'm thinking of people that I'm having fun with that make mm. me feel better after I've left the conversation or or the hangout at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've never really thought about it in that deep of a, a level. Like someone but. making you better. You know? Yeah, but I do feel I, after I hang out with my friends, I feel better leaving. Like I feel mm. like my mm-hmm. social batteries have been charged. You know. But I was just gonna say, like, um, I like this maybe a little bit off topic, but I really okay. So, you know, when someone's like dating someone that you don't like, oh, we can get into this a little bit there, which mm. is interesting. Your friends and like they're dating someone you don't like, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, as long as they're happy. And I say, fuck that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care about their happiness. I care about their betterment. Right, right. Mm. because happiness isn't a thing that is persistent. It comes in little bits and pieces, and it's you can't just be happy all the time. That's not reality. Mm-hmm. So I, I like when I see my friend with someone. Yeah, they may be happy, but are they better people for it? Now I'm going to throw a question back at you based on that, which actually came Get up em. a lot from your TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Jeff, of course, had a, a TikTok that did very well on the TikTok page. But anyways, um, yeah, a lot of people it. were asking, <laughs> and I think that they were they were wrong about the way that they understood the video. But I think that the question applies to what you're saying right now. Mm. You look at, let's say, a friend who's in a relationship some, with someone, and you don't necessarily think that that person is bettering them as people, right? Who are you to say what's better for that person? As someone that cares about them, Mm. when someone is in love, they see the world in rose-colored glasses, and the benefit of a friend is to give you objective opinion. And I feel like- Is it objective? It's uh, uh, more objective than the person that's in it, than than that's in it. Or, but is it not through the viewpoint of you disliking their partner to begin with? No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I get what <laughs> I'm saying. Do you, do you there, see why we disagree? Yes. There is, like there, there is bias oh. because when someone's dating my friend, they're stealing my friend right. from me mm-hmm. and I'm bitter about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I hold back. I hold back that rage. Mm. Um, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> dignified rage. <laughs> dignified rage. Um, and you're not wrong. There's a certain type of bias from it, but mm-hmm. I, at the very least, have a duty to give you my honest honest i wouldn't say words objective anymore Mm. my honest opinion about that situation sure and you know if i and i'm saying these things you don't want to hear merely because i respect you and i know and i know you respect my opinion about things Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to take my advice but it is my duty as your friend to let you know things that you can't see darling we've had this conversation before (laughs) yeah no fear um I mean, I will challenge you in saying that that comes again from your assumption. So, that lawyer, I will challenge you. <laughs> Love it. I object. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. No. Uh, it's not a full objection, but I do think that while I understand 
um, your reasoning, but it comes from your viewpoint of happiness and betterment not necessarily being the same thing. And mm. they're not necessarily the same thing. Mm. However, some people's idea of happiness is perhaps a stagnation that they're okay with. Mm. And we talked about, yes, I know, he doesn't like mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So everything has to be, you know, the best You're doing better. version. Yeah. yeah the yeah. better and, and all those things the and striving to be the best. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's kind that's of. exactly how I describe it. I'm a man of extremes. Right. Mm. But there's happiness and I think there's happiness in sort of um, a peacefulness that of being happy where you currently are without having to constantly move forward. And not everybody ha shares that viewpoint of yours. But what is better, happiness in mediocrity or happiness in betterment? And the answer is happiness in betterment. I think happiness is just happiness. Both of them, both of those categories have happiness. Now you're both raising good points. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on the same kind of vein, though, of like you having the best interest of your friend in, in mind, right? right? Y'all have been friends for 20 years, 21 years, right? We've been friends now for, what is that, from high school? So this is coming up on like eight years, yeah. right? You and I. At what point, though, and is there a point where like just the tenure of your friendship kind of starts to like weigh into your your input on your friends relationships for example in that scenario you're saying like oh I, I don't think that this person is bettering you and you might be thinking oh i've known you for longer so i know what's going to better you right does like is there a point where that doesn't really matter anymore right because your friendship evolves just because you've known someone for a long time who are you to say now that they are making the right decision and so that ties into another question i wanted to ask us which is around how friendships do evolve through adulthood especially mm -hmm. i think that we're starting to experience that with some of our friends i think that we're starting to realize and maybe like covid kind of threw a wrench at that shit and made you look at your bubbles and pick your bubbles and through that we're kind of realizing maybe we're not all gonna be as close of friends as we dreamed we were going to be when we were going on these trips with the 16 of us going to Mexico at a time, like, fuck, like, that's great. But the friendships are going to change. Mm -hmm. And so that that tenure of relationship, maybe that doesn't hold together a friendship as much as one might think. So my question to make it more pointed and clear is just how do you think relationships evolve through adulthood? Like, do they need to evolve? Are relationships bound to evolve? Is there always going to be the person that you can reach out to and go, oh, you're the one who I've always gone to for this. You're the one who I can always open mm -hmm. up to. Or is there just a possibility of that fading out? And are you okay with that fading out? That's actually like three questions. Yeah, it's, like. it's a few. There's a few loaded in there. Yeah. It is very <laughs> multi-pronged. Mm -hmm. I can, okay, so for the first part of that question in terms of how friendships change, I can kind of relate to our relationship, right? Because obviously we were friends throughout high school. Mm -hmm. And then after high school, you went to university and you moved away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I honestly didn't, I only ever really saw you when you came back. Yeah, I was away for about seven and a half years. Mm. But when I had my first big pole competition, it was in Toronto. She was one of the few friends that came out to that who mm. was in Toronto and stuff. And that I, was really well, I was four me. hours away in Windsor. Yes, but yes. But, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Came like, all the way. Yeah, yes. and we haven't seen each other probably in at least a year because you, you, you at least come back once a year. And that was really one of those things where it's like, I've known this person for so long. This is a really big moment in my life. And she took the time to do that. The goodness. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I felt like, and even when we haven't seen each other for a while, especially with our friend group, nothing really ever changes in that way. And and we don't mean changing as in like as people we've stayed the same or stagnant. Although I think you're 
uh, at a certain point, who you are at, at, at its foundation is probably set. Mm. Um, but as people, you can be, you know, on your own paths and whatnot. But I tend to think of friend groups, to use an analogy I heard somewhere. Mm. Um, think of um, everybody's on the same boat, but you may be facing different directions. Mm. But you remain on the same boat heading, and that boat is heading mm -hmm. in the same direction. So what you experience on that journey, on that boat ride is different because everybody's looking at someone else. Yeah. Right. But, but you're together. on the same path. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I want to relate this to one of our friends that after high school modeling in Beijing yeah. and all that type of stuff. And we feel like some of, uh, not necessarily, but like when you're in a different culture and then she lived a little bit in LA and stuff like that, mm. we really felt like when she was with us, she can be her real self mm. versus you know, when she was out doing her thing, obviously she had to put up a front. She was, you know, making a name for herself. And there's mm. certain things that you need to do in terms of that, as well as being... You, 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 you the, like the mask you put on for, for yes, the, the public. Sure. It might be a, a lot different than, you know, who you truly are with the people that you're comfortable with. Versus mm -hmm. we've had this conversation when, like, we want her to stay here because she's so international, because we think that's the best thing for her. And that... Because when she's here, I feel like she's the best version of herself. Well, because she can drop the mask. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to this whole idea of friendship of goodness, because we care about this person, even though she has... And have they, have the they themselves, <laughs> but, have they themselves, though, talked about feeling as though they are putting up a mask and not able to be themselves when they're out of in this? Because then this, this comes back to the question I asked earlier, which is like, again, that, that point of like, who are you to judge? As, as good of you are as friends, and as much as you are looking out for their best interest, it still is your idea of their best interest, right? You're still looking at it with your own lens, right? So have they expressed that they feel like they aren't able to be themselves in this specific example um i would say a, a little bit but certainly not to the extent that we feel right mm -hmm. because we haven't experienced uh what she's seen or you know we don't share the desires that she might have so for example she might be pulled uh she might have desires to go back to that life because there are certain aspects of it that she misses mm -hmm. despite the fact that you have to uh put on a certain mask but i think to a certain degree we all do whether it's at work or whatever it may be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so I don't necessarily judge her for that or or think it's a terrible thing at all. Um, I think that we want her to be the the, the happy-go-lucky sort of carefree person that we see her with us. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that's the only version of her that, that could exist, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. And, and that's the thing ultimately, which is as we, I guess part of the same question here is as we grow older and relationships do change i feel like for myself personally in my younger years i was a, a lot more critical in that way and as i've gotten older and as my relationship with my friends change that needs to be that and i'll, I'll share the story you've about, mellowed out and i've mellowed out a lot <laughs> i used to be very critical because i feel like here's the thing when you see someone you care about a friend make decisions that are against your own values, mm. you question your own values. Sure. Because I think for, a, people don't think of it this way, but the reason we're good friends with someone is because we share the same values. Yeah, that's why you're on the same boat. That's why we're on the mm. same boat. And ultimately, it's these values that connect us. And But as we grow older, values can change. And that's totally normal. Mm. As they change, you need to sort of reconsider, okay, is there more to this friendship than this very specific aspect? Mm. And in my youth, I'd be like, cut you out. You know, we don't agree on the same thing. We're clearly different. We clearly mm -hmm. believe in different things. I don't think we can. Um, 
and and getting back to the conversation about how I generally I generally have disliked my friend's partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, He's just jealous. No, <laughs> and the reason why is because statistically, I'm probably going to be friends longer with you than you're going to be in that relationship. Right. Right. So I've been correct one almost 100% of the time in the fact that I will be friends longer than you will be in that relationship. Hmm. Except as we get older. And I had an experience where I have a very good friend of mine. Very, I've known him since grade two. And uh, it's not that I don't like his uh, partner, but uh, she didn't like me. And mm. that became a I'm thing. I'm pretty sure the feeling's mutual. <laughs> um, but they ended up getting married. Yeah. And He's went, so disappointed. No, 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 no. Uh, the saltiness is just dripping out of his voice. But when they got married, mm-hmm. once again, because of my maturity, and not that I'm a super mature person. I literally talking about dicks Once and again, shit. because of my maturity. But <laughs> as, as I have matured, I understood. I, I wrote them, I wrote her specifically a letter saying, mm-hmm. because your relationship with my friend has changed, our relationship needs to change. Right. For the love of our mutual person, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the middle ground because girlfriends aren't forever, but wives are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, husbands, all that type of thing. So once the relationship between, you know, my friend and that other person changes, mm-hmm. I think it would be immature or impractical even to not have that relationship change with that person. Right. I've done that actually more than once (laughs) Mm. and i think that's my current thoughts that so i feel like for those people that are like oh i I really don't like my friend's girlfriend or whatever and in our youth yeah hey the person that you're dating at 20 years old is Mm. probably not the person you get married Mm. but the person you're dating at 30 years old might be Mm -hmm. so Mm. if you care and and in that letter essentially it's like we need to put aside our differences for the love of this person. For the benefit of this person. So that comes back to your idea of being a friendship out of good or being a friend out of goodness. Right. Because you're looking out for the betterment of them. And if there's like a, a disconnect between someone who's been such a good friend, yourself and this person, and then their closest partner, the post the person they're choosing to spend the rest of their life with, that can kind of hinder the betterment of their life if you guys are kind of button heads and they can't. Right, exactly. The same I mean, and, and that's what I thought at the end is like, you know, this person is married to this person. This person has a kid with this person person am i gonna am i gonna ruin my friendship with that is it is it worth it no Mm. right like i getting back to uh, sorry the last question Mm. uh that you're asking was it uh are you okay with friendships ending that was yeah yeah um and forgiveness Mm -hmm. never forgive never forget (laughs) (laughs) but with that said Uh right is it is it is it worth it Mm -hmm. is and i think it's petty to break off these things Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I see it. Sorry to interrupt, no, no, please, but like please, that, please. that is the way that I see it is I've always like when people talk about cutting people off, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just such a negative thing. Um, there was a quote from, I haven't done a quote in a while. I haven't done yeah, a quote all season. It's been a couple um, episodes. There, there's a, there's a quote from Mike Tyson and he's talking to, uh, can you do it in this, in Mike Tyson's in Mike voice? Tyson's voice. Mike Tyson. <laughs> 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 you have to at least give it. So uh, well, so he was talking to Saquon Barkley, which is um, he's a 
he plays for the New York Giants. He's injured. He's been injured throughout the most of the start of his career. He had really big prospect, like going to be a great player, but currently injured. He was talking to him and, and Saquon was mentioning how he had cut some people off in his life. And then immediately like Mike Tyson cuts in and he's like, nah, 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 you can't do that, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. They, if you do that, then they win. Like he's, he was saying that. Um. And so the idea was that if you have to cut somebody out of your life in order for you to still be happy and for you to be okay, that person has won because they've changed you. Mm. They've forced you to look at your relationships differently because of how much you feel the need to cut them off. And so it's like by cutting people out of your life, you're letting that person win. They've, they've dictated your They've dictated somehow. your decision. They've, right. they've pushed you to a point where you felt you had no more control over your emotion with that person that you had to cut them out. And that made me like, kind of, it reinforced my belief that cutting people out is wrong. I think it's weird to cut people out of your life. It feels like such a negative thing. You don't have to cut somebody out. Just like, you don't have to maintain conversation all the time with them. You don't have to interact with them all the time. Some friendships end naturally, mm -hmm. right? Like people move on or move away or move on to different stages of their life at different times than you do. Mm -hmm. And perhaps that's that's a natural parting of ways. And it's not necessarily that, you'll, and it's not like you'll never speak again, mm -hmm. or you might come back at a later time when, you know, the where you are in your life might converge again and, or be more compatible or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. But mm -hmm. it seems like doing it deliberately mm -hmm. meant that you've, you know, dwelled on this for quite a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Please, I, have a, I have a topic I want to bring up. All right. But I want to. I want to. No, 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 I, no, I, I want to finish. I want you to finish your thought. Oh, it, it's sort of like the the. It's the idea of holding on resentment or like hate or a grudge. Mm -hmm. It's like drinking poison and expecting your enemies to die. <laughs> I was going to quote that, so I'm glad you did because I have a uh, thought. All right, go on. With your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the quote that I always like to say is the opposite of love is not hate but indifference. Right. Mm -hmm. It feels like the conversation that you're having in terms of not cutting it off is this idea of indifference and not letting it bother you. But when you have someone in your life that you cared so much about and they hurt you, mm. right? Mm. It's not, you, you can't be indifferent. And I choose hate. And I was going to bring this up in this conversation about love in, one of, in my previous podcast, but I feel like not enough people hate and that's a weird <laughs> no and that's the thing people don't think about this concept of hate because in my podcast the definition of love is the promise that you make yourself right mm. i promise love is a promise that you make that you'll care for the other person uh more than you care about yourself so if you think of hate as uh not necessarily the opposite of love but the opposite extreme of love hate is a promise to yourself <laughs> that you're willing to destroy yourself for this hate. Yeah. And this is something that probably is disagreeable, but I feel like people need to make a more of an effort to hate because it requires energy just like love. We put so much energy into love, right? We try. And it's so easy to be apathetic towards mm. hate. Because like not wanting to hate you. Mean. Right. Wanting to, because I feel like I've cared so much about this person. I can't just let them. I guess that's the way I see yes, it. Yes, yes. I've cared so much about this person. I can't just let them go in my I life. Can't I can be indifferent. Go. Yes, I but can I choose not to hate. But does it not take effort to be indifferent? 
if you're going from hate uh, love yeah i feel like either way it takes a step but that's apathy and i disagree with apathy i i don't like to not care i would rather care on the opposite extreme so even though once again as i mentioned i've had male friendships best friends that have ended the easy the cowardly way out is to let go of the care and the care is the care in day hating them Hmm. i've wanted to let this go but when they hurt me so much i made a promise to myself to never let it go to remember how much they hurt me to a degree to forgive never forget never forget and (laughs) and that's i'm trying to explain this never forgive and never forget and uh one of the people is in the friendship groups that they know and they still hang out with that person and you know i try so hard not to think about it but at the end of the day it's important to myself that I hate this person because it's a promise I made to myself. And if I were to try to forgive them, it would be a breaking a promise to myself. Similarly, how if I stop loving someone, it's breaking a promise to myself. Mm. And that's how I sort of view the world. A man of extremes. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's too extreme for me. <laughs> yeah, and, like, like it, it seems like that's such a... That feels harder to me than being yeah, different. That sounds like no, you're putting and that's this, what I mean. The same amount of effort. It, 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 I'm mm. I'm expend I'm I'm forcefully expending effort yeah. to care, but in the opposite direction. And mm. if you see me for this type of person that I, I expend so much energy, someone to hate, equally, that's how much I expend in my love for people. But you right? wouldn't think when you think the opposite of caring so much is not caring at all. No, that's that's what I mean. Th- that, but that, it's this. It's, it's it's so much energy to. Mm. The same amount of energy yes if not more but right. that's what i mean that's the quote the opposite of love is not hate but indifference i'm not trying to not care for you're them. trying to not love i'm trying to i can't love them for what they mm-hmm. do but i still care about this person man but then but then like i i, I feel like i'm coming back to the mike tyson bit where mm-hmm. it's like but then like do you care so much that now you're filling yourself with hate towards this person wouldn't being indifferent be better for yourself because i don't know i'm just feeling like it, it, it's weird to carry a burden of hate well, it's weird I, to carry that weight pro- provide some context i think for this particular ex-friend mm. of his perhaps the the choice to do that was is more speaking to the depth to which they hurt you or they hurt hmm. him yeah um and therefore it, it's it's sort of a, a way to deal or process sure yes yes sure. and i i won't i don't necessarily think i don't i mean i don't, don't want to speak for you but mm. i don't necessarily think you approach every single um wrongdoing that way right no yeah. for sure but yeah. it's certainly the 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 they didn't buy the me extent. coffee last week i fucking hate them <laughs> yeah. now like, like you've but done me wrong you're right. like some sometimes it's warranted and other mm-hmm. times it's not mm-hmm. and and i don't know once again we won't talk about the history of things because yeah, yeah, it's not really okay. necessary to do so but i actually specifically um th- this ex-friend of mine right he moved away um after high school to do work and university and stuff like that and something that actually really hurt me was that i um every time he he lived in another uh, he lived in the states so Mm. he would come up but i found out that every time he'd come up he didn't come to see me Mm. or he wouldn't let me know Mm. and we met up once and in this conversation i was being very honest and truthful with him and he kind of, he actually blew up a little bit. He blew up and said, this is why I don't call you out because you make me feel like shit. And I wasn't hmm. trying to make him feel like shit. It was because I knew him for so long. 
I knew that the choices that he was making isn't the choices that made him happy. Hmm. It was the choices that he made because he thought it would make him happy. But based on the history of it, I know him more than he knows himself because he's the Hmm. type of person that his ego He's a very egotistical human being. Mm. And, and I would say he's still having trouble grasping what makes him happy and what he's looking for. Sure. Yeah. But for me, going back to duty, I wasn't telling him what he wanted to hear because I feel like he gravitates towards friends mm. that tell him what he wants to hear. Interesting. I was fulfilling my duty and I felt so bad. I felt so, I, that was not, I didn't, I wasn't trying to make him feel like shit. Mm. I was just trying to help him make him a better person but he wasn't the type of person that was willing to want to be a better person in that way um the question that i was going to pose is um based on your question is what justifies ending a a friendship what would someone have to do in order for Mm -hmm. someone to end a friendship and that's to the group what would kabir do to you i don't know i really don't know i haven't really experienced to that extent yeah I haven't had to end a friendship yet in my life. In that yeah. way, right? In that and, way. Yeah, I still don't see like actively ending a friendship as like a reasonable way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we talked about this earlier that you're 25, 26. Yeah. We are both 33 going on 34. <laughs> um, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say only in the last few years have I started seeing friends deliberately and intentionally end relationships right. and friendships. Perhaps it's due to the fact that we talked about this earlier, but your time is more of a commodity or that this person is not serving uh or making you a better person or whatever it may be, or just put it to sim- put it simply back to the boat analogy that they're no longer on, on that, same the, boat. that same boat. Mm-hmm. There's only a, an extent to which you can have different viewpoints and opinions, mm-hmm. as well as expectations for the, rela- uh, for the friendship. Mm-hmm. To a degree, you have to be on the same page in terms of how you communicate Values. with each other. Mm-hmm and what you expect from each other and how you prioritize each other and things like that. Right. Um, but to interject that all of those things that you said will allow you to peacefully end a relationship either through non-communication or whatnot. My question is, what is something that someone could do to you that would force you to stop being your friend? And I have the, I have the answer. I always ask questions. <laughs> and and, and I'll, uh, you guys can either agree or disagree. I think that for the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic of friendship in general today is that for the first time in my life, I'm starting to think that friendships are changing. Mm. Um, whether that's like a, a deliberate choice, I don't know at this point. I think it's just been a long enough time the last two years without maintaining the same kind of contact with people. Mm. Um, and you just kind of see people maybe moving on to their own boats, you know? So for me, I... I think because I'm so against uh, the idea of deliberately choosing to end a friendship at mm-hmm. this point in my life, I don't know that I can really even answer this question. Mm-hmm. I don't have a sense of what it would be. I don't like shit. If someone like slept with my partner, mm. like maybe I'd be a little upset with that, you know, like maybe that's reason to, mm-hmm. to cut someone off. But at the same time, then I'd also be upset with my partner. You know what I mean? Like y'all both were in on this, but that's, well, when know, you talk about the nature of friendships crazy. changing, uh, I would just say that as well, friendships uh, are also deliberate. Mm-hmm. You have to deliberately 
choose make to make the time to be friends with that person. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's kind of like something that I don't do very well sometimes recently is make time for people that I don't see often that I do think of as great friends, right? So it's like where do where do I place the value in that friendship, mm-hmm. you know? But do you always have to be hanging out with them consistently? I think like I have some friends that maybe I haven't seen in a couple of years. Mm. But they're the type of friends where if we hang out, it's just like we never stopped hanging out. You're picking back up where you left off. Yeah. No. So I don't think it's always like No, and that. it's certainly, I don't think frequency necessarily mm. is the thing that dictates uh, the successful friendship, right? right? We talked about like, yes. how we didn't see each other for long periods yes. at a time. But when you Seven do, and a half years. yeah, but when you do, you do make the effort to get together and to uh, maintain whatever connection you had during the time that you have together. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean you need to do it every week or right. every month right. or anything like that. So uh, the answer. <laughs> your, an- <laughs> your answer, Jeff. I want to make clear. These, this is your answer. As much yes, as I yes, love yes, your, yes. your knowledge, no, yes. a lot of this is your opinion. And this is what we talked about previously. As much as I state these things, these are purely my opinion. Mm. You, I, I hope that I make a, a valid enough argument that it persuades you to maybe not take my point of view, but mm-hmm. challenge your own point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And to think. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is the action that would allow for you to cut someone off? Mm. And you, you touch on that, which is one word, betrayal. Hmm. We're getting real Shakespearean with this. No, no, but 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 that's that's the thing. That's the one thing that would sufficiently end a friendship when someone betrays you. So, what, what the but fuck then it's mean, like, right? but, but then it's like betrayal on what? You know, I think that I, I I can't think of like how to properly like look at this. But like, if if someone betrays you mm. on a small scale, who gives a shit? What would you consider a uh, and you're and I agree and I feel like mm. based on the topic and the gravity of what we're talking about, these would be very extreme things. Mm. So like betrayal, essentially, uh, I don't know the fucking Webster dictionary version, but m- my version of betrayal is to uh, it's almost like hypocrisy, mm. saying one thing and doing another, or mm. a um, or mm. breaking trust. So mm-hmm. in the specific examples, but, but I mean, you're the thing is betrayal as a word connotes mm. such like intensity to it, and right. that's what mm. it, it necessitates intensity, right? It requires such a obvious act mm. that it constitutes as betrayal, which and is a subjective act, and, mm. a con- and that's the thing. It's a con. And I'm I'm very glad you said that word because you can't be betrayed if it's accidental, because then you can still repair the repair the relationship but I when like that now okay right. I'm, I'm growing on this idea yeah okay. so Classic Jeff, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he gets you eventually <laughs> so in the specific case of our ex-friend i'll share uh, i'll try to say as briefly as possible what had happened was that i uh, i had a relationship with someone and that um sorry i had a i had a romantic slash physical relationship with a woman mm-hmm. And it ended very poorly. Hmm. It ended very, very poorly. And then because of a couple of instances, that ex-friend got close with that person. Hmm. And then... Intentionally, intentionally, not accidentally. Yeah, intentionally got with that person. And we had a conversation in which I straight up told him, this person hurt me. I cannot be around this person. 
I want you to make a choice mm. and understand it's hard. Do you care about being with this person, which has hurt me so much more than you care about me? Mm. He said, I'll think about it. <laughs> and he never replied me, but they ended up getting together. Mm. And I even warned him, she is not a good person and she will hurt you. And that's what happened. Hmm. So that is my explanation of betrayal. Right. Was it unfair of me to make him make a choice? I wouldn't say so, no. You wouldn't well, say so? Well, not in my opinion, no. Hmm. No, I would I would see myself in your perspective hmm. making the same choice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that that was the hardest thing where someone you cared about so much saying I care less for you than you do this person. Than do this person who has hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's valid to cut that person on my life. I don't, I don't disagree. I would agree. Right? Hearing this story, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I understand not mm-hmm. everyone has these experiences, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say this: not everyone has. I don't necessarily want to use the courage, but not a lot of people say to their friend choose this person or choose me right but i am a man of extremes hmm. i i i want to make things very clear cut right which is there are consequences to your actions and that includes my friendship and mm-hmm. based on what i said before about how much he was hurt by me telling the truth maybe at the end of the day it was probably best that we we're not I mean, yeah i don't mm-hmm. know that this friendship between you two would have lasted right given you know the the different ways you Mm. approached everything right but that's the thing this is a person i've known since grade eight this is a person i care deeply for and now i can't be indifferent to this person because Mm. he has hurt me so much so i still care about this person and i care enough to hate this person Mm -hmm. so when and i get it i'm not going to restrict your friendships with this person but you have to understand how much this person has hurt me Mm -hmm. and i understand that you know it, i have no right to ask you guys not and like we have really close friends and they're mm-hmm. really close friends that type of thing mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it still sucks to hear that you guys hang out with that person understanding how much this person consciously and intentionally hurt me mm-hmm. right that way right but then you're asking a whole group of friends to and, disconnect with another person that's a, that's a big ask right and, I'm, that's and, and that's like i'm not involved. asking yes for that. you're not i'm not you asking ask the yeah. friend because the friend is the one who can make the deliberate choice mm. in that that scenario mm. right and it, it's up to you to have that conversation too mm. right like you could have chosen to be indifferent you mm. could have chosen to leave it and not deal with it but you chose that opposite of the extreme of love which was hate and you wanted to give them that choice of how are you going to proceed with this relationship mm. To, to summarize a little bit of like what we've talked about so mm-hmm. far on this podcast, we've talked about how relationships do change, right? Um, how relationships are, I guess, considered with Aristotle and the, the three different kinds of relationships that there can be and that that relationship and friendship of goodness is, is an important one to kind of strive for. Using what you've talked about so far and how your friendships have changed, how your friendship has maintained our friendship is currently maintaining i'll ask one last question to kind of like just bring things back home um what role do you think if any forgiveness and humility do play Mm. in a relationship with friends right i think to to your point jeff of forgiveness being off the table i'm never forgive never forget right like you may look at that differently 
I think that at least from what it sounds like we've mm-hmm. talked about, forgiveness might be something that we want to consider a bit more, right? In in our decision making with when a friendship may need to change or even stop. But yeah, what role do you think forgiveness and humility might play in a relationship lasting as long as it has for the two of you, for example, 21 years, for us, eight years, if we do little things, maybe accidental? I mean, a lot of these pieces in the conversation Mm. are making sense to me in this last question. But anyways, I'll I'll open it up to all of you. I'm trying to think what's a terrible thing that that you have done to me. Can can you forgive me for slapping you? (sighs) On air. (laughs) Which time? Oh. <laughs> mm. For the grade 10 incident. Yeah, she was literally, we were playing rock, paper, scissors, slap I in the face. I deserve that one. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, am I slurring shit? <laughs> There's nothing in these cups, don't worry. Uh, yeah, for the rock, paper, scissors, slap in the face, um, she was asking for it. Uh, so there's nothing to forgive. I don't know that I, okay, let's take that. I, I would characterize it as I, uh, Knew the rules when I agree to it. <laughs> I just want to let you know when I slap you, it means that I think you're strong enough to take my slap. Bullshit. Shut so up. it's literally a compliment. It's like a slap bet. I I uh, I'll I don't know more. that we've gotten uh, to any disagreements to mm. such a degree where we had to like sit down and have this big forgiveness debrief. Mm. I don't mm. think so. And, and that's what I mean. Like forgiveness debrief. I like it. <laughs> yeah, because I have had that instant. Uh, I, that I've had it. Had yeah, with yeah. other friends. Where um, and I and once again, that's why I'm glad I brought you onto this podcast because I feel like our relationship is very special in that way, right? Where we we lived through our high school years. Um, mm. We've seen each we other survived. at our worst. <laughs> let's mm. just say mm. Mm. we have survived a long distance friendship. We go out of our ways to support each other. Mm. And then because... Showing up tonight. Exactly. Right? Showing up tonight. Um, and then, especially because of COVID, we've chosen to be in our own friendship groups. And because of that, they've gotten a lot stronger. Mm. And with me and you specifically, because we are both people that are so specifically rational and have this ability to communicate, I actually don't ever feel like there would be anything that could happen between us that either through miscommunication mm. or through betrayal, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, don't sleep with my exes. But <laughs> and, and, vice versa. And, and, and I have this appreciation that if I asked you a hard question, you would care enough about me. The, the care is you think I'm strong enough to take your opinion, no matter how hard it is. And vice versa, right? Out of our friendship group, we do actually have a weirdly special relationship. Yeah, and like you touched on, we're very rational. We're both heavily opinionated people. But we talked about this earlier that we disagree in a way where it doesn't get personal. It doesn't get, uh, or there's not a lot of miscommunication because Mm -hmm. uh, we talk a lot. We find Mm -hmm. a way, you know, through all that, we are communicating with each other Mm -hmm. um, constantly. And also... Over the years of friendship, because you know the person, um, you know that, you know what, if they did something to upset me, mm-hmm. uh, instead of dwelling on it and perhaps letting it grow over time, they would be the type where they are humble enough to be able to be receptive mm-hmm. to me sitting them down and talking to them rationally and kindly, of mm-hmm. course, um, about 
how their action did hurt me. Mm-hmm. And if they're a good friend of yours and they have the ability to be introspective and to realize and to correct their behavior and assuming that they didn't do it intentionally to hurt you, mm-hmm. um, that builds a stronger friendship, right? Because I mean, like anything, you should be communicating on the things that make you happy, but also communicating on the things that don't make you happy. Right. And you can only grow f- and move forward together when, again, you're on the same boat, you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. You can't stay on the same boat or on the same page if you don't talk to each other right. about the difficult things. I think that that's where the humility piece kind of kicks in a little mm. bit, right? Like you're not assuming judgment from the other person who's talking to you. You're not assuming that they're coming at you personally, right? You are... And also that that person can't come at you personally, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that, that was what I was going to say is like, if you have a friendship where they have um, maybe not hurt you, but they've upset you in some way, when I have a really good friends, like this person is upsetting me right now. Mm. You're a really good friend when you're thinking, wait, did I do something where the, the blame isn't, you think so highly of this person right? where when you're upset, you're like, no way this person would intentionally hurt me. Mm, you're seeing both sides automatically. Yes, mm. yeah. because you have so much respect and so much history with this mm-hmm. person that you can't even fathom the point of this person intentionally hurting you. And I feel like oftentimes we are hurt because we feel like they're trying to hurt us. Right. Or right. they don't care enough about it, exactly. whether they, about whether they do or not. Mm-hmm. But all, I mean, I mean, and perhaps... It, I can't speak for the rest of our friend groups, but perhaps with you and I, uh, we never get to that point Mm -hmm. because, uh, again, right at the outset, you have to also watch how you treat your friends, Mm -hmm. right? And so to be more cognizant of the actions that you're doing before you do them mm. so that perhaps an apology or a difficult conversation mm. an apology is not then called for afterwards right right and that's part of the humility part is that if we are in tune with our friends we should see that they're getting upset right right so whenever we have our debates right <laughs> y- 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 like you can tell where I'm getting very... Yeah, at some like, point, you're both like, okay, you know oh, what? It's time just, to take a break. Let's take a break. De-escalate. Yeah. Let's move on to something different. What I kind of want to maybe throw in here, and I'll, I love what you're saying. I want to add one little bit to it, and then I want to ask Kabir a bit more pointedly. Like, how do you feel about uh, humility and forgiveness and the role of friendship? But I feel like part of that, the onus is on the friend as well who mm. is getting upset to make it clear that they are too, mm. right? I mean, as much as we can, we can know our friends and we can know our boundaries and when we are maybe pushing a button or doing something that is maybe starting to veer towards what might feel like betrayal. Mm. That person has some level of responsibility to communicate that back to us that they're going to feel that way because you did that with your friend. Mm. You said, this person wronged me, this person uh, treated me poorly in this relationship and now I'm asking you, I'm saying that you getting close with them is not sitting well with me it Mm. feels like betrayal i'm asking you to choose whether or not you want to continue our friendship or continue theirs you have that responsibility to Mm. bring that up absolutely and so i think that it's a two-way street when you have these conversations about uh this sort of thing is that it's not all on you to understand the friend the friend needs to give you some communication back y'all talked about that communication being so huge right but mm -hmm. in 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 that point specifically getting back to this idea of apathy and cowardice that is a hard question to ask, mm. to say, choose this person and choose me, mm-hmm. not knowing what the answer would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
what I encourage, and 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 that's that's the thing. Ultimately, if you're close, if you care enough about this person, you care enough to ask the hard questions, right? Ultimately, that's why I can't let things go,、mm. right? Because you do care enough, and it sucks that you didn't get the answer that you wanted, right? You know,、mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I know, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I it sucks. Yeah, it's, it's a shitty sort of thing. It's not a fun thing to come to terms with, right?、Know? But at the end of the day, not that you should question your friendships, but you should be confident enough in the people you care about、mm-hmm. to ask the hard questions, right? Because if you can't ask these people, how are you supposed to live the rest of your life? How are you supposed to ask the hard questions to other people?、Mm. So. Personally, that's how I feel the value of friendships. Right,、mm-hmm. it is a ground in which we can be ourselves. It is a, I wouldn't say safe space,、mm-hmm. but at least it's a space in which we can be vulnerable. Sure, and and that goes back to a lot of men's mental health and stuff like that.、Mm-hmm. Right, who can we be vulnerable to? And I think good friendships are the ones we can be vulnerable to. Yeah. Thanks for tying that back together, there, dude. So that's what I do. That's what I do. I like how everyone just reaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good drink moment, you know. <laughs> for yourself, Cabs, like, how do you feel? You view at this point in our lives at our mid twenties. How do you think you view forgiveness, humility, and your friendships today? Anyone, I feel like anyone who I respect in like out of our close friend group. I feel like I deserve the same respect, so、mm. I'm gonna. I'm willing to like give out that same forgiveness and humility,、mm. but I'm expecting it back, regard like unconditionally. Would it be a betrayal if they didn't? Would it reach the point of a betrayal, or would it be more of a? Yeah, I wouldn't consider it a betrayal right off the bat. It would like it would be. I guess because it would of intention. Situ- yes,、mm-hmm. like if like for like. From my closest friends, I wouldn't think any of them would be doing any of that intentionally. I would、mm-hmm. never consider that a betrayal.、Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, that would not like a betrayal would be off the table. Yeah. So that's something that hurts. You always think that about your best. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you know, when, yeah, that's and true. When it happens. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Sorry, not to question your friendships. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've thought about it. Okay. No, I should. No. <laughs> There's no parade. <laughs> <laughs> But for I. Like the way that I hear that though is that forgiveness is still something that you you do put on the table before anything else. Yeah. Before considering betrayal, you consider forgiveness. Yeah. If there's any sort of like situation where there's a miscommunication, I'm seeing that as a miscommunication first before anything else. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Because you're giving yeah. them the benefit of doubt. Yeah. 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 Positive yeah. intent. Yeah. Yes. But again,、yeah. that's that's based on my how the how my friendships are. So if it's like someone like Ruben or like someone of my Core friends that make me a better person. I know that they make me a better person.、Mm. I'm definitely giving them the benefit of doubt. Benefit of the doubt before anything else. Before anything else, for sure. As you、I、should. Like that. As you should. I feel like this is a nice enough spot to to wrap things up. If that's okay with all、Thank、of you. you. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll do something later, Caps.、Yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we <Are we> better. <laughs> um. It's funny, like listening to this, and like I'm, I'm sitting here already, like reflecting on stuff that we've talked about. But I know this is going to be one of the episodes where, even as I'm editing this thing, I'm going to be sitting there going, like, "Oh shit, how do I feel about stuff?" Right.、Um, so I appreciate y'all coming in and having this conversation with us today because I think it's done exactly what 
um, the two of you maybe aim to to have this conversation do for myself as a listener, essentially to this podcast and to the audience of the podcast, is to make you question and think about these things and question your own values and beliefs around friendship. Friendship and how we view it evolves so much, I think, over time. I think when you're young and you're in high school, you look at friendships in a, in a very different way. You look at it as like, oh, these are the people I hang out with after school. These are the people I spend time with. We do some of the same things together. We enjoy the same subjects. Oh, look at us. We're friends. As you go into adulthood and everybody's avenues are changing so much, it's about staying on that ship. And is that ship still the same, even though we're looking at different sides of the ship? I really like that analogy. It's not mine, but I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you sharing it. (laughs) And I think that, yeah, this, if anything, this episode gives me plenty to even just sit and reflect on. So I appreciate y'all coming in and doing this. Well, thank you for having us. And it's been a really interesting time as well, because as much as we've talked about how our friendship has gotten to this point, because sometimes we wonder, mm-hmm. how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And we don't certainly have a clear answer for it. Yeah. Um, but we've never really delved to this kind of degree and mm. this kind of depth to it as well. So cool. I appreciate the fact that you're, you've made us think as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I had a good time chatting with y'all. Um, and yeah, if you're not already, of course, make sure you subscribe to the channel. <laughs> no, when new episodes are coming out. If you want more of me, yeah, just leave a comment. Pump those views and likes. <laughs> this is what he does it for. He does it for the views. Oh, my goodness. Um, but Hit yeah, that subscribe no. button. Thank you so much. Uh, we will see y'all next week with another episode. Peace.